Do you get annoyed when employees fail to follow through on something that you've asked them to do? See, lack of follow-up and follow-through on assigned tasks is one of the many challenges a leader faces. Today, I will unlock the secret to ensuring someone on your team doesn't drop the ball. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. This is Jim Riviello, and I want to welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this. How do business leaders like us, who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Many leaders are frustrated with someone on their team for what they fail to do. Today, I want to share the most common reasons people underdeliver on expectations, and I also want to give you five suggestions that you can start implementing today to ensure no one on your team drops the ball. First, let's talk about the most common reasons people fail to follow through on something that you've assigned them to do. The first is this, they don't know what to do or how to do it. They accepted the assignment without fully understanding the expectations. I've seen many employees who are over their heads and are afraid to share that with their boss because they worry about what they will think of them. They have what others call the imposter syndrome. The second reason is this, they think something else is more important. Somehow, the priority of this assignment wasn't clear as it's related to the other tasks vying for their attention. When left to make their own choices, most people prioritize their work or other more enjoyable work over what you ask them to do. The third reason is they think they're already doing what you asked them to do. The good news is they think they did something, but unfortunately it wasn't exactly what you were looking for them to do. There's a disconnect in what the task is. The fourth reason is they think their way is better. I see this a lot, especially amongst more technical people who are over-engineering the task because they believe it requires more than what you ask them to do or they believe their way of doing it is more appropriate. The fifth reason is there is no deadline. I believe deadlines personally drive behavior and if there isn't a time frame established, most people will move at their own pace. And that pace is usually a lot slower than you envisioned when you assign the task. The next one is there are no negative consequences. Lack of consequences is much more common than most leaders are willing to admit. Many employees drop the ball because their manager isn't going to follow up. And if they do, there are no repercussions if they fail to do something. I could probably list 10 more, but you get the point. It doesn't matter if each example is right or wrong. The simple truth is they are real world examples. So we as leaders must deal with them. You can complain about employees not following through on something, or you can start doing something about it. Here are five recommendations to get you started. Number one, clearly define the result, not the individual steps. No one appreciates being told what to do. Instead, frame an expectation of what the result needs to look like. If you can't define the result, how do you expect others 
to be able to deliver it for you. Number two, coach, mentor, and guide the way you would want to be. Don't just assign a task. Give others advice on how to approach it. Is there someone you recommend they reach out to? Is there a specific piece of data or some research that would provide clarity? Is there a budget? And if so, what level of authority do they have in spending it? Seriously, you must coach others on how you would want to be coached. Number three is think in phases. Think phase one. You, the leader, must establish momentum. The best way to establish momentum is to get started. Don't over-engineer the request. Instead, think of the assignment in phases. What are the priorities in phase one? This focuses the ball in getting it in motion. Number four, schedule check-ins and define expectations. I see way too many leaders schedule a check-in but fail to define their expectations of the check-in. Is there something specific you want to review? Do you want a formal check-in with a presentation? If, if it's informal, what accomplishments, accomplishments are you expecting? Define your expectations of the check-in and include those expect, expectations in the calendar invite so there's absolutely no ambiguity. And lastly, ask, what help do you need? This question is so basic, yet it's so powerful. Most leaders don't ask this enough. Encourage others to ask for help. Let them know that it's a strength, not a weakness to ask for help. Nothing of value was ever created by a single act. Train them to ask for who, not how, they're going to do something. Who can help and support them as opposed to how they will get it done. Asking who as opposed to how is one of the most important, powerful things I teach leaders who want to extend their reach and scale. Having someone on your team who doesn't follow through is not a curse. It is, in fact, a blessing. Those individuals are gracing your path to help you become a better leader. If you want to get out of the weeds, you need to do more than just hire the right people. You need to get the right people to do the right things. The truth is this. You are only as good as the leaders you surround yourself with. You need your leaders to think like leaders, and you need to invest in them before someone else does. Those are just the cold, hard facts. And if you ignore these, I promise it'll cost you. I invite you to visit clevelfreedom.com or follow the link in the description, and I'll show you how to transform your mid-level leaders into growth champions so they free up your time to focus on doing what you love, growing the business. In the meantime, do me a favor and share this with others in whatever way serves you best. Enjoy your week, and I'll talk to you in the next episode.